I don't I don't know that you guys I have really ever talked about this, but are are you a Star Wars guy or not so much or just like it because when you were younger it was popular? Are you one of these guys who loves it now still or what do you um, think? Yeah, I'm I, like I want to consider myself a Star Wars guy, but I'm not I'm not to the level of like reading all the books and right. knowing all the names of the planets and the ships and names of Fair. characters that have like two lines. Uh, but I you know I I saw. I've seen every movie. Uh, I haven't watched all the shows like on Disney Plus, but uh, yes, I would I would consider myself a, a pretty big fan of Star Wars. Um, so you, you especially like obviously all the, the original. Um, I think the the first the first sequ- the the Phantom Menace that came out in '99. That one's not very good, and then the last one they did which might have been called the last jedi but i don't remember what it was even called um it uh the, yeah. like the very most recent one they did where jj abrams directed it uh that one was kind of weird and disappointing but yeah we'll get I'd into all some of that because you know that i know that's a bone of contention amongst fan but you know the the original trilogy that's a thing mm-hmm. that you're yes on board with as being you know a classic of our childhood or or whatever yeah yep definitely Okay. Had a lot of the toys and and all that, yeah. so. All right. Um, not me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, which is, I always remember which that. Is okay, I'm not I'm, yeah. together. I know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk shit or anything. I'm just. I'm just no, trying to get fine. context here. So we, also, right. <laughs> so when I start talking about this movie and and you know, it sounds like I have no idea what I'm talking about or I watched it for the first time or whatever. Um, that's that's not quite true, but it's it's almost true. So. Yeah. Um, Anyway, this is a podcast called The Big 4-0 with Ron and Peter. I'm Ron. I'm Peter. Every week we take a look at a movie that came out this year, 40 years ago, uh, this week. So, wait, Return of the Jedi opened a couple days earlier, right? They put this one out on a Wednesday, or... I don't know if it was a Wednesday, I believe but so. It, yeah, it, it should have been the 27th, but it opened on the 25th. Is that the correct... Do I have that right? That is what I... Yeah, that's what I have, too. Right. So... Uh, the other movie we're doing this week, Chained Heat, which I'm going to probably fucking say caged again a, a bunch of times. <laughs> caged Heat and Chained Heat. <laughs> yeah. And there's and, and when we get into the movie, there's a whole slew of uh, women in prison movies that all sort of, you know, have a lot of similar titles and stuff. But those two are, are very hard to keep straight. Last week at the end of the episode, I insisted <laughs> that we were going to be reviewing Caged Heat, um, but it's it's actually Chained Heat. Uh, <laughs> so nothing beats your anyway. pronunciation of Roy Scheider, though. So. No, no, no. <laughs> no <that one. laughs> the, uh, I don't know if you got the um, the notification, but I, I initially uploaded that episode, and then as is my way, I, I went back and I was like, oh, I got to get that out and that out and that out. So I I edited a bunch more shit out of it and then uh, reposted. Oh, did you? It, so. Okay. So if you wonder why you got another notification two days later that there was a new, I did, uh, yeah, th- okay. episode posted. I cut out another good, probably, well, it probably didn't amount to much, maybe five minutes or something like that. But um, it, it was enough that when I listened back to it, I was just like, oh, we got to get rid of a little more of this. But I will say the um, the unedited or whatever has got some some funny shit that you and I would appreciate. I don't think a bunch of random listeners, would, they probably like these guys. Right. Off their rocker. But um, <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Why did I bring up Cage Heat again? Uh, uh, because at the end of last week, you kept calling it uh caged heat and when it's i know but why did heat. i why did i say that oh. there was a i was going somewhere with the uh mm, just that there's a bunch of titles with similar names 
that was the last thing I remember. Mm, no, there's a reason I dropped into that. Well, I think what I was we were talking about the date this movie opened, and I think uh, Chained Heat. Yeah, this is where I was going with it. Chained Heat opened on the 27th. Star Wars opened on the 25th. Well, Return of the Jedi opened yeah. on the 25th. And I I think the reason they did that, um, at least in my half-assed internet research here, is because uh, that's the date the original Star Wars opened. So it was okay. scheduled for the 27th. They decided to bump it up two days early because uh, then, you know, it coincides with the same date sure. as the original Star Wars. So they were doing gimmicky shit like that even way back in, in 1983, apparently. <laughs> Taking that yeah, the, the Wednesday release. They don't seem to do that as much anymore. Yeah, it's always Thursday, right? There's that night yeah. before Friday at, at 7 or, or whatever, and then those grosses right. towards the, the weekend, I guess. So um yep okay so this movie opened on the 25th of uh, may in 1983 uh did you see this one in theaters do you remember or i did yeah i i kind of remember seeing it in theaters i i know i did i i have a vague memory of of seeing it i had i had the accompanying book i had yeah. <laughs> i had a bunch of action figures from from this but uh yes i i did see it in the theater probably twice actually yeah. Did you have one of those uh, storybooks with the tape or the 45 yes. or whatever it was? <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, I, sure I didn't, did. I didn't I have it for this, although I might have, but I, I had it for a ton of other stuff, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, don't know those are it. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes, I am not a Star Wars guy, but I won't keep anybody in suspense on this as much as I'm not a Star Wars guy. Uh, I really love this movie. I, I was surprised by how much I did um that's I, that's awesome yeah yeah i i when when the new trilogy came out i bought a uh blu-ray triple pack of the uh original trilogy and i said i should probably mm-hmm. finally you know watch these i i didn't really get into when i was a kid and I, I don't really know why it just wasn't my thing maybe i didn't have friends who were into them or whatever it was yeah. Um. I tried to watch them. I, I'm sure I saw them as a kid. I, I definitely this one because uh, I was four or whatever, five, and right. I'm sure just because I, I'm sure at some point I saw it, whether my parents took me to the theater or we're still at a point yet in this podcast where we're getting to movies where I can actually remember if I went to a theater to see some of them. So yeah. Uh, my earliest memory might be like Gremlins or something, maybe a little earlier than that. But we're talking 85, 84 is kind of where I remember starting to go to movies that that yes, weren't Disney. I, I think I remember seeing some Disney movies and cartoons and shit, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if I saw it. I'm assuming I did. I, I do remember seeing bits and pieces of it at friends house or at family's houses. I might have sat down and watched it at some point as a teen, although I don't think so. And then I watched it in 2015 or 16 or whenever the the new ones started coming out. And that was the first time I watched it. I watched the entire trilogy. I was fairly unimpressed. I mean, I I liked them fine. Uh, But I think by the time I got to this one, I was just a little like, okay, we're finally getting to the end. (laughs) Right. And great. Yeah. So watching this one now, um, just in a a bubble uh, on on its own, just just taking it for what it is and just throwing it in yesterday afternoon, I, I was very very surprised how much fun i had with this thing i and it it was kind of like watching it for the first time i don't remember even though it was only you know 
six, seven, eight years ago. I, I don't remember yeah. sitting down and watching this and, and how I felt about it at all. So I think my headspace probably wasn't right at that point. I felt like I was doing it as an assignment. I'm like, the new ones are coming out. Got to watch this. And and I think that's where I, I was with it. And for this one, I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to you know be analytical about it. And I was, I was very, very surprised how much fun I had with it. So good what uh That's my... what uh what were some of the things that that kind of stuck out about it to you in terms of this time um, as opposed to other viewings well i've always been a tough sell on like sci-fi i i i like more like hardcore sci-fi i guess if sure. i like it at all so shit like total recall and starship troopers and yeah. you know stuff like that Aliens, when i was a kid i didn't really yeah. like it yeah because i there were there were movies in in that genre that i liked but they were more action movies so right like aliens or something or mm-hmm. robocop you know i guess you can call that stuff sci-fi but yeah um and i don't know if it's because when i finally started going to movies as a kid i was already seeing shit like lethal weapon and predator and Die Hard and you know, and a lot of that stuff has some sci-fi crossover, like we were saying, like RoboCop and, and Predator for mm-hmm. sure. But there are these, you know, hard R, like, you know, so so to try to jump back and watch a movie like Return of the Jedi and worry about all this mythology and stuff like that, when I'm sitting here thinking, I want to see, you know, blood flying, I, I'm sure that's <laughs> part of it. I think, yeah. I think I maybe peaked a little too early in my my movie going career. So <laughs> trying to go back and, and watch some of this stuff was just a little weird, but, um, and, and, you know, I, I've seen this movie a handful of times, uh, and just by cultural osmosis, I'm, I'm familiar with all the names and the terms and the one liners and major plot points and stuff. And even as a kid, even though I wasn't into this, I still remember having, you know, uh, uh like the, um, what do you call the stuff we said, like collector cards, uh, trading cards? Oh, I yeah. Guess. Trading cards. Yeah. 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 Trading cards. Um, there was like stickers all over the house and some figures and whatnot. And like, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily into it. I wasn't collecting this stuff, but it's just like, it's one of those cultural phenomenons that's so like omnipresent that not only was it everywhere, but if you're four or five at this time, it's the kind of popular shit family members who didn't see you a lot or didn't know you very well. They just, they'd buy you that shit just as like a safe bet. You know, it'd yeah, be like, you're a boy, you get, you're going to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a kid getting yeah. some Jurassic Park or, or Marvel toy or, or uh-huh. whatever, you know? Yeah. So even though this is only my, you know, third or fourth time watching this in over 40 years, I felt like I was re- revisiting something kind of familiar. So I like that. The biggest thing I liked about it, that the FX just really hold up. I, I mean, this movie yes, looks they do. fucking great and it's a yeah, ton was... of fun. Um. Yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, I got more. But no, I was just gonna say one of the <laughs> one of the things I had written down was how goddamn beautiful some of the effects are. Like, yeah, like there's there's stuff that isn't perfect, but it it was 1983. So, but man, like some of the shots in space are yeah. so cool and like well detailed. It it looks spectacular. Well, um, not only is it good for 1983, although I I think it's probably phenomenal for 1983, but it's good for 1993 or 2003. We've maybe just yeah moved out of it but it, but to the degree that we have it's still like a more artificial way like it like it looks super realistic now when they do stuff like this but it's uh not um and it looks too real i i don't know how to describe yeah. it you know you just you just know they can do anything now you know everything's on a green screen yes. you know in, in fact even when they go to a, a a city to shoot a movie half the time they're not even in the fucking city it's it's just all nope. cgi yeah it's exactly all green screen um so you you always know that and this movie even though you can see the seams a little bit that only adds to 
the charm and then you can see just how good it is you know like how well mm -hmm. done it is because even then you go like okay well maybe that's where they're standing in front of a screen or but look how you had to look to to see that or find that or or or, or where that that edge is that isn't quite right yeah you know? and and that's i don't know man i i was really fucking blown away by the way some of that stuff was done. yeah looked it just looked beautiful i was yeah. that's one of the first things i i wrote down in my notes was just yeah i you know the 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 actors are all game in this i thought that was a fun little aspect of it was just they you know at this point it's you know harrison ford and, and carrie fisher and mark hamill are all have done this this is their third time now their third go around and their their chemistry's yeah perfect and funny and uh you know every, well, it's you funny know, you say that because i do have a couple quibbles with the movie and and the actors are m most of it but I'll, I'll get to it in a minute but um i don't want to get off the uh <laughs> the good stuff no that's fine know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the creatures you know they all look like animatronics and puppets but given the time and even for today and, and certainly at least up to say maybe 20 years ago uh it looks really good and mostly convincing you know the the dog fights are cool like them jetting around in the forest and stuff like that yeah and and, and the stuff in front of the screens it's not as obvious as as most movies and and you know even even decades after this like i like the nuts and bolts sort of aesthetic of the machines those those things they're flying on uh the i don't know what you call them i'm sure the ones in the forest <laughs> yeah you know what you call those yeah i uh, don't know the, i can't remember the names of them or... <laughs> And I didn't mean yeah. nerds in a bad way. I just meant like Star Wars nerds, you know, the yeah. people who, who love yeah. it or whatever. Um, uh, I don't know. They're 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 like rusted metal with these little switches. They look like some shit that we'd make out of scrap in a junkyard. You know, if we were like at a yeah. Like I, I love that. Like it's just it's all pure imagination. And uh, even though this takes place in the future, I guess the future. I don't know. Maybe it's on some other planet. Yeah. What what's the deal with Star Wars? Is it is it? Uh, it's it's an galaxy it's supposed to be in a different galaxy a long time ago is how they I, say it so but it doesn't have a year so a long time doesn't ago, have a year exactly it could be uh 2084 and then they're narrating it from uh 3096 or some shit like <laughs> right right <laughs> who knows but but yeah, anyway uh, very clear yeah i don't it's like i said it, it's it's just pure imagination and it, it, they look cool and fun as hell and it's nice they didn't try to gloss them up as these like um you know futuristic shiny orbs or whatever they could have done just to be like hey it's the future you know check it out they, these things are just metal and and like rebar yeah. and and shit like that and and they're zippy and fast and i don't know it just it, it definitely has that kid's idea of i can go out my backyard right now and find a bunch of shit laying around and make a thing that looks uh -huh. like this and sit in it and <laughs> yeah. pretend i'm playing star wars you know and that that's yeah. fucking cool as hell. Uh, those things that just walk on their two legs and and shoot out of their you know little cannons yep. or whatever. I don't, I don't know what those are called. Do you know what they're called? I I don't know. Okay. Um, but they kind of move like <laughs> they're like Ed two hundred nine in the RoboCop movies. You know. Uh, yes. Yeah. But but even then, uh, that movie is is four years later, right? RoboCop's mm -hmm. eighty seven. Yep. And they look just as good, if not better, in terms of that whole stop motion effect of those things walking around than RoboCop. And that just goes to show that whether it's budget or or just having the best of the best working on this or whatever, they were super ahead of their time uh, in, in making something that can stand up to something five, ten, whatever years later and uh, look just sure. as good, if, if not 
still better. So again, you, you can tell like a kid today might watch that and be like, well, that, that's weird that, uh, you know, shit doesn't move like this in my movies, but it's not embarrassing itself or, or anything like right. that. Right. But, but the biggest thing about this movie, is just a well-placed, well-placed, well-paced, rousing adventure, you know, that has all the hallmarks of a, a family crowd pleaser. Lucas yeah. is a terrific director. Um, I've got a little bit of gripes. Like I said, we'll get into it a little bit, but I, I mean, God, overall, totally fucking surprised. Like I'm not a Star Wars yeah. guy. I, I had a super fucking fun time watching this movie. So I was, I was quite surprised that, that you said that. Cause I, I, I went into this wondering what you were going to think. Uh, uh, yeah, I was prepared to be like, oh, no, I gotta somehow not argue with Peter about how much this movie blows. But <laughs> like you said, it's just a ton of fun. It's uh, yeah, and well paced in a, in, a, in a bubble. Like I mean, I, I get that, and I've got notes on this too. I'm sure there's Star Wars fans who are just like, okay, you know, after 40 years of overanalyzing all this shit, this is the dumb one or the silly one or the one that doesn't you know pack as much imagination into it or yeah. whatever it is i i, I kind of know what this movie's rep is again i i haven't done a ton of research on it i just know for, through living and not being able to get away from especially in the internet era what people talk about i i know where this one sort of falls or at least i think i do i don't know if there's been a reappraisal or whatever we can kind of talk about how people rate these as we get into it but um but yeah, just just on its own, if somebody just throws you this movie and says, here, watch this, what do you think of this? And you've never yeah. seen a Star Wars, never heard of it, didn't know what it was. I mean, this fucking movie rips. I was uh, I was blown away at the fact that the, the guy who plays the Emperor was 39 when they made this movie. Oh yeah, right. That's some pretty, <laughs> some pretty amazing makeup they did That's on that some guy. Daniel Stern level shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, please exactly. see our uh, Blue Thunder review if you don't catch that. Reference. Yeah, <laughs> Loomberger. What was this? I already forgot his name. But Lyman um, Good. Lyman Bottom, or yeah, Lyman Good, or something. I think it's yeah. Lyman Good. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. funny. You were correcting me on that whole last episode, and now I'm correcting you. <laughs> how how much a week can change? Yeah. Um. I guess like most of what I'm going to say in terms of stuff I noticed about this movie, maybe this is all uh, well-traveled ground with the obsessive fans. So any any Star Trek fan who's listening to this because they Googled uh, podcast Star Wars and ours pops up. I, mm. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but for someone, you know, who, who really hasn't seen these movies a lot or even thought about them after watching them, I mean, I, I just, it, it didn't, these movies have not captured my imagination over the years. Um, I like the different tones and palettes, you know, if you will, uh, between mm -hmm. the three films. You know, Star Wars is mostly a space opera, right? I'm assuming I remember yep. this correctly. Uh, yep. Empire is largely set in the snow and you yep. know, that whole thing. And then this one spends a lot of time in the forest and they all have this specific kind of memorable identity. Um, same goes for the different characters and species, if you will, with each entry, I guess, uh, in terms of a uh, series that holds together while also growing and offering something new and unique with each entry. Uh, it's, it's probably one of the best. I, I, again, I, I've never really hold, held this series to any esteem, but I, I, I think it's pretty, pretty awesome when you think back on these movies as uh, different parts of a whole. And, and I think this trilogy is, is pretty I don't know. I don't even know what the word is. Exceptional or exemplary in the way it yeah. 
holds together and, and grows and as opposed and to all. going back to the well of what worked in star Wars or whatever. Well, you know, yeah. They, three movies they, set in space of people just, you know, fucking shouting jargon into a right. headset while they're shooting each other, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. Lucas, I mean, say what you want about George Lucas, but I mean, at least for these three movies, he had a world, he had a view, he had a vision, he followed it through. Yeah. I don't know if that's all true. Uh, I, I don't know if this was all, written and preordained and you know thought out and storyboarded ahead of time or if they made the first one and they're like we want sequels and he's like okay i gotta come up with shit but either way and i'm sure somebody knows i'm sure this is 100 percent common knowledge I, I i don't know but it, it he he makes it work whether he planned it yeah. from the beginning or or was flying by the seat of his pants i i don't know but <laughs> Do you know? I think he had a story. <laughs> I, I, I think he had, you know, a, a general story of how he wanted these movies to play out. Uh, but when it came to actually, you know, coming up with the, the full storyboard of this one, uh, he, him and, uh, you know, he would come up with the story. But then him and uh, Lawrence Kasdan, who directed The Big Chill and Grand Canyon and Accidental yeah. Tourists, he... He, uh, those two and one other guy spent like three weeks just, just writing for okay. this movie. So, well, like uh, I said, I'm sure yeah. the, the Star Wars aficionados know exactly how it all came together right. and everything. But, but, but again, as a, as a guy who's just like, I mean, I'm, I'm the dude, Star Wars people. If you're just like, I wonder what would happen if I just gave this movie to somebody who, who never really. And, and again, I, I mm-hmm. absorbed a lot of this just through being alive and and being a movie fan and uh being aware of references and and everything else but um i I think i'm as good a litmus test as any for somebody who's sort of coming into it absolutely and uh yeah it's you know it's not trying to just one-up their their game you know like the way a lot of franchises Mm -hmm. do sacrificing narrative focus and just Focusing on the FX and merchandising and cranking out a new entry, you know, ASAP to please the studios. Um, again, I, I don't know. I want to assume whatever, but uh, I, I'm assuming Lucas had all these films and ideas mapped out. And if yeah. not specifically had them all written or, or these characters and events from the beginning, the new stuff they, they do incorporate, like the, the Ewoks and Jabba and all this other stuff that in a lesser movie would just feel like some forced or shoehorned in characters so the studio has more way to sell toys and uh you know detract from the main characters and story it it just it works here and feels purposeful and organic and um i i really appreciate that because we've grown up in a time well we didn't grow up but we've come up and and lived through a time where blockbusters are just like a movie comes out it's a hit and they're like okay we need seven more of these or whatever it takes just to run this fucking thing into the ground make a billion dollars every time out and then fine and and lucas is just like i've got these three movies you know fairly ready to go if, if not completely ready to go and yep. uh he did them and then and then he stopped and didn't do shit for fucking 15 years or whatever so yeah that's yeah. you know one of the uh one of, one of the chief complaints uh about these movies and i i'm sure you kind of remember this but in like i think it was 97 um he he added a bunch of new wrinkles to the to the original trilogy. He added like some some scenes right. and some special effects that weren't in the original, and 
made those as part of the the canon if you will and like so you can't find any versions that don't right. that don't have the little add-ins um yeah, but, i'm glad you brought this up i was going to touch on that uh yeah. the 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 thing i watched i is not the special edition but i also understand that it's not the original uh theatrical or like vhs release right. of these movies so I don't know exactly what that means, but I, it, it's not, I don't, it doesn't have the added CGI, like fucking lizards and shit walking around. Okay. So they're not That's the special good. editions. Right. But they're, okay. they're also not, uh, as is my understanding, exactly how they're presented in theater. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's yes. edits and cuts and it, it's the way he wanted them post vhs in the dvd era i guess yeah but yeah i believe that's what he was was going for a, a, a i don't polished... even know fucking why that's a thing like i mean is it a lucas thing is it a fox thing like who who did this thing where they're like okay i get the special editions fine that's a special edition mm-hmm. but why then are the original trilogies or the original trilogy or the original movies not just sort of being um presented the way they were in theaters or on vhs like what what are these weird cuts that took place? I, yeah, from everything I know, it's, in the it's, DVD it was era. Lucas's idea. Yeah, it was it was Lucas's idea to fully capture his quote unquote vision of of these movies, capitalizing on newer technologies and stuff. Okay, I mean, and fair enough. I mean, like, and also, what are we talking about? Like, are we talking about major overhauls and changes, or are we just talking about a couple? No, very subtle, subtle or... little things. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, I don't think there's even. I don't think there's even. I think Star Wars definitely has a couple added scenes. Uh, I believe Return of the Jedi. There's one. There's one scene with Jabba the Hutt that was added on, but not much yeah. was. Maybe a two two to four minutes extra is about it. It's not like a complete butchering. Some people just are driven nuts by it. Um, well, I do. It's, it's, I do remember when the special editions came out. Um, I remember we were, we were in high school and then uh, maybe living together. Or, I, I don't know. They all came out in that same year, right? They were released a couple yeah. months of, separate from each other or yep. something like that. All in 97. So yeah. I don't know if that I think... crossed into when we were living together or if it was just walking around high school. But I remember talking about him. I remember Nick was a big Star Wars fan. Like a lot of our friends like Star Wars and, and mm-hmm. that's just basic. So um, I... I, again, didn't didn't make a lick of difference to me. I didn't see any of those re-releases in theaters. Um, but I I did always have a little bit of a like oh, I don't want to. It's kind of dumb. They're just editing in stuff they couldn't do back right. then, and they're going to make a hundred million dollars off some movie that's already you know <laughs> right fifteen years old or twenty years old or whatever it was. Yeah. Um. But regardless. I'm sure. Once again, you you're you're a Star Wars fan, but obviously not an obsessive like some of them. I'm sure you could get somebody on here who's gonna say, "Oh, here's every single little thing they did, and here's why it sucks," and blah blah blah. But uh, I don't know. Again, as a guy who somebody just hands me this DVD, they're like, "Check this out." I know somebody's gonna be like, "Oh man, if you only could see the original, it's so much better in this way or that way or or the other way." But I have nothing to even judge it against because I don't remember the first two enough to right. <laughs> I mean I remember them in broad strokes but I don't it's 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 not going to uh you know make me think more or less of this this movie just watching it on its own so um whatever the, the um my my MVP of this movie 
uh, and again, it's 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 so fun to try to watch these movies, like you said, in a bubble, where you're, where I'm kind of just watching it in a more critical eye. But the the John Williams score, oh from yeah, these movies, this one is, I mean, oh, it adds crap, so much. It's so yeah. it adds so much, yeah. And it's never it. Some people's soundtracks or scores just overpower shit, and I right. can't ever say that about him. It's it's beautiful music, first of all, but it's it's so well done and well placed in yeah. the, in the scenes and yeah. I always wonder about Vader guys walking. like oh yeah. I I wonder about guys like Williams and um, you know there, there's so many great uh, you know uh, Elfman and uh, who's the mm-hmm. guy who's known for doing a lot of the um, Nolan movies and um, oh Hans Zimmer. Um, that's Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Either way, there's there's just so many of these guys, and and you watch this movie, and you're like, this movie looks great by itself. It could be fucking silent, and you know mm-hmm. the stuff Lucas is doing is amazing, and but the score just adds so much, you know, so much excitement, and and it's a little cliche. I mean, we we all know the Star Wars theme. We we know we know many Star Wars themes. Like there's the yeah, <laughs> you know, there's the opening theme. There's the uh, the the imperial walk theme the there's, imperial march yeah yeah, yeah. all right there see even like even a guy who doesn't know fucking star wars knows that that's <laughs> somewhat the title yeah. right yeah so right. uh yeah just the guys who know how to do this and, and can crank these things out and in, in multiple movies not just it's not like his own john williams only famous score is star wars you know et and uh et and indiana jurassic jones park and, and yeah, jurassic indiana park yeah 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 so He's, so again, it's, it's he's phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah, and, Still and Danny Elfman, ninety. Oh, Danny Elfman's yep. a great. I mean, fucking, uh, he does the and... Simpsons theme. Nobody even would like yeah. pick up on that. I mean, but yeah, but right. Batman and Edward Scissorhands and uh, fucking uh, just everything. Tales from the Crypt, like, and and when you hear yep. it, it's so like, oh yeah, that's Danny Elfman. That's um, Danny Elfman. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I just I'm I'm kind of in awe of of all those guys, but you. You are correct. John Williams score is a big, big part of what makes these movies work and makes yep. people kind of stand up and cheer and, you know, get emotionally mm-hmm. invested and, and all that stuff. So um, I do have two or three gripes with it. Uh, the main one is I don't love the principal leads. Uh, you know, I kind of alluded to this before. Uh, they're fine. They're better than fine. Even certainly not bad. Uh, nothing wrong with them. Um, but, but as someone who doesn't worship at the feet of this series, um, Mm-hmm. Or, or, or at least I'm just not very familiar with it. Uh, I felt like there's a downtick in the inspiredness, uh, if that's a word, of, of their performances. Now, I get that it's the third movie, and maybe what comes across as kind of going through the motions is just a product of them all being comfortable with each other at this point, or, or you know, us supposed to be comfortable with them. But, you know, it's like if you watch like Lethal Weapon or Die Hard 3 or, or whatever series you really love. Uh, by that point, the characters are just who they are and no longer trying to necessarily reveal new things uh, to the audience. And it becomes more about drama and then the stuff that's happening around them. Um, and, and that's what you want. You want to revisit your old friends and familiar characters. But unlike some of these movies I mentioned and, and, and like many others, it does feel like the actors are just going back to their parts. And, and we talk all the time about the true sequel of how Lethal Weapon is really great, not so much about the action and all the other stuff in those like later sequels was just how it's become of this like family dynamic of Riggs and Murtaugh and yeah. these characters you love. 
and all this other stuff. And, and that's what keeps it interesting and keeps us emotionally invested in the plot. And here I think it's all the stuff around the characters that's great. Um, you know, Leia, Han, Luke, all that just kind of, it's just kind of in the background, you know, it's not. Sure. I mean, I, I don't know. Am I wrong about that? It's just, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm curious. Do you do you contribute that to the writing, or do you contribute it to just the the actors maybe mailing it in a little bit? Well, I heard Ford didn't really want to do this movie. Um, really? Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't. I don't think that's a secret or, or anything. It's I was gonna kinda... say no. Something about that sounds kind of familiar. Um, yeah, I did. Sure I did the... some half-assed research. I was just scrolling Wikipedia. I was googling things about it, uh, mostly about its box office. But I kept coming across things that said like Ford was either difficult on the set or didn't really want to be there or, or whatever. So, do I attribute to the writing? Yes, I feel like this movie is moving away from them a little bit. I know the the main crux of this is the the Vader and Luke story mm-hmm. and, and it, it does sell that very well at least by the end um leia and han leia and luke all that i i don't know that i mean i didn't really care too much about any of that stuff i mean it wasn't bad it just wasn't wasn't if you're if your reason for loving star wars is loving uh you know the character of luke skywalker or or the dynamic of luke mm-hmm. and han or whatever like i i don't think this movie has much of that um right that's i mean that's just me i i don't know but you know, I thought it was just kind of meh. Hamill. I, I've never been a huge fan of Mark Hamill. Like, he's fine in the in the first Star Wars. And again, I haven't watched it in forever, but he he's kind of a you know wide eyed you know whatever. By this movie, he looks he looks forty. <laughs> like, I, he I don't know how old he was. But, he does. Yeah. You know, just it, I I think there's a big downtick in in Hamill from from Star Wars to this. Um, and he's a great dude as far as i can tell in real life i love him when he pops up in supporting roles and shit i love him as a voice actor he's the joker in all these uh animated batman movies and stuff and yeah yeah and he's great uh nothing against mark hamill i i think he's a really cool dude but i think by this movie they all felt like they were just going through the motions you know that's, that's sure my biggest gripe or about the movies the, the the main characters even uh fucking Lando Calrissian, I mean, uh, Billy D. Williams is cool as per usual, but he doesn't have as much to do as an Empire. And and I say that as somebody who hasn't seen Empire yep. in forever and only saw it once, but I do remember him making a much bigger impression in Empire. He's just back in this movie because, you know, he's a popular character or whatever, and they don't give him anything to do. Um, but yeah, this movie's really all about just the aesthetic, the interesting new and supporting players, the terrific action and FX and... The story's good, but but even the emotional stuff and big reveals didn't hit me. Uh, but but again, I'm not super invested, you know, coming into it. I did like the Vader reveal, even though I've already seen that a million times throughout the the pop culture landscape. But the final, you know, five minutes of this movie, you know, are are great. Um, yeah. Still don't care a ton about the story or the mythology, but I don't know. It's it a big budget adventure, and and particularly from this time frame and based on some of these movies we've been watching and how dated they feel now. I mean, when you, when you think about some of these movies we've, we've watched um, and I suspect to some degree, even at the time they must've felt pretty dick. Cause I remember, you know, watching some of these movies, you know, as a kid, maybe five years after this. So like by 87, 87 to 90 or, or whatever. Yeah. And it already, they already felt like something from a fucking different time, you know? 
Absolutely. And this movie is yeah. leagues ahead. It, you know, it not only looks great mm-hmm. for 83, but it, it looks great for today. I mean, it's just. For 2023, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you, you couldn't make a movie much better than this now. And, and again, like I said, it would be maybe a little more seamless, but you you would just know it's all all great. Look at a fucking like Zack Snyder movie or, or one of these Marvel movies. They're just all razzle-dazzle. Nobody's, yeah, yeah, nobody's around anything that even resembles. Like, they, they can't even just put you in front of a real car or tree or building. It's It's got to be <laughs> exactly done on a soundstage. <laughs> right. Fucking nuts, you know? And I don't, I don't understand. I mean, it can't be cheaper. Uh, no, I mean, it, from I the sounds of it, all these movies cost three hundred million dollars or whatever. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so for what? Can't, I mean, what's wrong with? Yeah, for what exactly? Why can't they make a Superman where it doesn't look like just this yeah. ridiculous? Like a farm field looks like the most immaculate but also super fake thing you'll ever see in your life. Well, it sometimes even look good. It looks like fucking they're standing around like a bunch of pea soup or something, you know? It's just, it's, you know, brown and green and, and muddy and just, it's shit. I, I don't yeah. know, man. I was watching, I, I watched uh, the other night with the kids, I watched Point Break. Now, Point Break's a movie I watch probably annually or, or close to it. I, I fucking love that movie. But this is the first time it hit me that this movie needs zero improvement to be released in 2023 like if, if they made point break right now like and and they yeah. tried to remake it like seven years ago or whatever and and, and update it with a right. bunch of shit like if, if i threw you the 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 dvd of point break and you never heard of that movie never knew what it was and made you watch it right now there is yeah. very little about that movie other than maybe some of the fashion even then i i don't know i i, I honestly don't know yeah. but that movie fucking is so perfect and so timeless and so oh, I love like, that movie yeah but but it just it goes back to what i'm saying of like you don't need to upgrade everything and spend more money and more like if you have a director right. who knows how to shoot shit and Catherine bigelow fucking shoots the shit out of that like every action scene in that movie sure does every just even yeah. the way like people like hold a gun or stand or or some of the shots mm-hmm. of things that aren't even about people's faces but the way they like move things around and load gear and, and, and yeah. whatever it is. And then you got the aerial like skydiving and the surfing and everything. I mean, it's, it's a perfect fucking movie. Like I, I can get people are just like, well, you know, it's kind of a dumb story or there's cringy dialogue, whatever you want to say about it as an action movie. But right. You know, it, it has some of those cliches, but, and they're great by the way. I, I, I don't agree that they're bad. I, I think they're, they're all very fun and, and, and quotable and, and great lines, but just in terms of movie making it, fucking, mm-hmm. fucking oh, it's stellar brilliant. yeah um think of, think of how ordinary a, a foot chase is in a movie but the the chase between keanu and swayze through all the yards and houses oh, yeah. uh, it's so frantic and so well done it's like the it's the greatest foot chase scene i've ever seen in a movie by far yeah. and that would have been the climax of a lot of movies but there's like three or four maybe big action sequences <laughs> after that you know it's just after that yep yep and you care about the characters and, and they're not like these, mm-hmm. you know, three dimensional, like super well drawn. We don't have to like get into all their goddamn, you know, uh, trauma and everything characters, but like that all comes through. Like you don't, you don't need it. Like you can, you can just have right. these people are just like, this is my job. This is what I do. Blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's so fucking well crafted that you, you get all of that just from a few lines of dialogue from some people. Like, oh yeah. I can see how this guy feels that way or, yeah. or how this guy is that guy. And, um, 
man, I don't know. It just, it just hit me. And I don't know if it's because we're doing this podcast or what, but when I sit there watching with the kids, I'm just like, this is a goddamn fucking action <laughs> masterpiece. And, and I had a similar thing like watching this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've seen it before. It's Like I said, it's something that okay. I've probably pushed on them at, at some point. Well, at least <laughs> at least some of them. I don't know. I can't keep track of which kids have <laughs> watched movies at this point because I got so goddamn many of them. <laughs> you do have a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's my point, though. You, yeah. I can't see not like it. You can show this movie to a 10-year-old in, in 2023, and uh, they're, they're, they might go, oh, this movie looks kind of old. But they're probably going to be like, I'm going to be like, what, when do you think this was made? to be like, 2013 you know like they oh yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna say this movie's 35 years old or whatever it is i mean it's just right point break fuck it anyway sorry to get off on that but i guess my point is i'm, I'm kind of feeling the same way about watching this one and and it, it's not as obviously uh, uh i don't know what the word is like visceral because it's not this r-rated you know adult sure <laughs> whatever it is but um but yeah, in terms of a sci-fi movie with uh, you know, all these fucking weird Muppets and, and goofy characters and all this other shit, like this movie fucking holds together very, very yeah. well, exceptionally well. It's a blast. I, I don't it's know that I could fun. watch Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back and find it more fun than this, frankly. I know people like Empire better yeah. or best even. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't remember favorite. that my, being it's my... my favorite mainly be. Yeah, it's my favorite mainly because of how cool the snow looks. Uh, yeah, the battle no, scenes I, in the I, snow. Um, I remember that, and that's kind of all I remember about it. To it. Yeah, I remember it that. Have, it I doesn't have Lando. a happy ending. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, that's the debut of Lando. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the clerks thing, right? They're like, uh, all Jedi has is a bunch of Muppets and uh, uh, fucking Empire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Are we, yeah, Empire ends on such a down note, and that's what life is—a series of down. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know how much clerks, but I could. <laughs> I could read you that script right now if I had to, just from memory. But, <laughs> I was gonna but say yeah, that's probably. the that's the cultural sort of um, consensus of these movies is that um, Jedi is kind of seen as a little too uh, funny or whatever it is. I, I don't right. Know exactly people didn't like the thinking. people didn't like the Ewoks at all. A lot of people, hardcore fans, did not like the Ewoks and. It do, it doesn't bother me. It's just it's just part of it's new wrinkles to a to a story. It's new characters on a on a new planet that they've that they haven't you know right one hundred percent or shown before. So and I think they're fucking good. I was prepared to be like, oh goddamn, this is the one with the Ewoks, you know. And mm-hmm. I had no fucking problem. I, I like the Ewok. I, I like their village. Uh, I know some people you know find yes. them annoying or too silly. And and again, I'm not comparing this to the you know the previous films because i i haven't seen them anymore nor do i remember them any any more than this one but um i i don't know i am not bringing 40 years of analysis and nostalgia into this um it just based on this film again in a vacuum they're they're fun and the stuff in that village is all great uh both at when they first go there and then at the end in the climax when they're fucking dropping tree trunks onto those metallic fucking <laughs> yeah. walker gun things like, <laughs> i don't yeah, know that I, was I, super cool the the two trees coming in on the yeah that was awesome yeah and then they have this sense of sort of fun about them and everything else and i, I guess okay if you want a more dour movie perhaps but i think this one does a good job of mixing the drama and the the action and the the fun and the silly and mm-hmm. and all that i mean it, it ends with a big dramatic thing and a in a nice 
revelation and then uh, a nice closed end ending for what I assume they thought was going to be the the end of this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how most people rate this one. It, it seems generally to be the least liked of the, the, the first trilogy. But, um, you know, uh, again, if, if you never if I never knew anything else existed and I was just watching this in, in 83, um, or again, even now, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, it, it's pretty terrific. The, the effects, the story, the pacing, even the cast, even though I, I had some issues with how the characters come off, um, it's still a great cast. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Any, anything else is just minor quibbles. You can, you can do that with any big action flick, you know, especially a, a, a sure. heavy one. Um, but there's certainly nothing like egregious here. And, and again, it just looks fucking great. I mean, I, I was really surprised by how, how, how much I like the whole, the look and aesthetic of, of it and the effects and, and everything else. So, so on a, uh, a, a four star, uh, scale, where would you, what would you give this? Um, th- three and a half at least, but I don't know. I'll, I'll go four just cause I was yep. so you know, excited to, to like it as much as I did. And, uh, you know, I, I, I yeah. really had zero kind of hope for this going into it. So, um, that's yeah, a, I, I, I was nice kind of like, isn't it? When you yeah, I was like, Oh fuck, I got to watch return of the Jedi for this podcast. And, um, yeah, from within it, it had me within five minutes, you know, like I, I just, mm-hmm. it, was, it was great. So, yeah, I'd give it I'd give it four stars as well. Uh, the uh, I guess we should probably talk about its its opening weekend, hey? Oh yeah, I've got. Uh, or do you want to do that? The uh... okay. Well, yeah, I suppose we should save the box office for later on, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? We we can talk about it. It's got yeah, we can save that. A, Save it for later on. Sure, sure. Keep them in suspense. <laughs> well, okay. On that note, then, from a uh, one four-star <laughs> movie to another, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest duo does exist, and it is this combination. Imagine, <laughs> imagine you're living life in 1983, and, and uh-huh. say you're a, say you're 40. Or, or or thirty in, yeah. in nineteen eighty three, and you're like, oh man, I got this, yeah. I got this awesome action movie to the like biggest sci fi game of the last, you know, when did Star Wars come out? Five years before this, six years before this, so the seventy seven, yeah, yeah, last decade maybe is yeah. the, um, or maybe ever the biggest movie ever, biggest sci fi movie ever, and also I've got this yeah. crazy chicks in prison movie where they really haven't been making these since you know, the seventies or at least not in theaters. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to double feature return of the Jedi and chain heat this weekend. <laughs> now I'm not sure a lot of people did that, but Peter, that is exactly what I would have done if I was 30 years old or yes, 20 or Absolutely. Or you would have. <laughs> yeah. Probably in the same day in the same theater. <laughs> yep. Now it's important to note that chained heat is a, a women in prison film, but this genre had, had largely kind of gone out of vogue by this point, at least in theaters. Like, I don't yeah. know, maybe they were still like releasing shit like this on, on video, but um, it's, it's very strange that, uh, you know, 
maybe not 10 years after its heyday, but definitely it definitely kind of went out with the 70s and, and probably yes. the early 70s. So <laughs> to 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 bring this this genre back is is a is a bold move. Um I had to watch it on YouTube. I assume yes. that's where you pulled it up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Oh, it was pretty fitting for, for this film. Chained Heat, directed by Paul Nichols. Uh, he also tried to make the Naked Cage in 86. Well, I mean, he didn't try. He made it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I guess what I meant to say is he's trying to make the women in prison genre uh, come back a thing. But after that, he does Night of the Archer in 94. And that's about it for him. I, I, he's also a writer, though. He wrote some other stuff, but uh, not much of a filmography on that guy. Anyway, this came out May 27th of 1983. Uh, we had to watch That's it correct. on YouTube because yep. reasons. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Peter, had you ever seen or heard of Chained Heat before? Oh, shit, did I, I say absolutely... Caged Heat again? Um, I, th- I don't know. I heard Chain. I don't know. Well, I, chained, I said I... Chain just now, but when I, I brought us oh. back, was I like... No, oh, but you said Chain when you brought us back, too. Okay, you did, nice. You did it perfect. Um, I had I've got it in absolutely big heard... Okay. <laughs> I had heard of Chain Heat. Are you um... sure you didn't hear of Caged Heat? <laughs> I, had, I had heard of them both. Hmm. Um, well, but... la-di-da. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll explain why in a second. Um, oh yeah, well, let's hear it. Um, I especially you at the off to age one of, and thought uh, it was yeah, the other. Was about, <laughs> no, <laughs> at about the age of twelve or thirteen, I was absolutely a huge fan of women in prison movies. And right, it's, as is it's, every <laughs> right. I remember the all rapes? the boxes like at Blockbuster. No, it was, I think it was, it, no, it was definitely not the. Rape. It was definitely not the rapes. It was just scantily clad chicks and a lot of shower no, scenes. I, and... I get it. I was joking. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't okay. Make it a fan of rape, but... <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, I know it brings so us into a... these movies, but then you watch it, and you're like, "Holy fuck! I don't know yeah. about this." <laughs> yes, exactly. Some it's mega uncomfortable moments in these. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today was my maiden voyage into this film, if we want to call it that. <laughs> I mean, it's How on about you? film. Film stop. It is on film. Yeah. <laughs> um, I honestly don't fucking know, man. Like, I went through a, a phase where I watched a bunch of these. I was really into the, you know, looking back at some of those old grindhouse movies, and there's shit like the, um, ugh, like the Hot Box and the the Big Bird, the cage Big Dollhouse and, and the Big yeah, Bird Cage. Yep. Right. Yep. And um, I watched a bunch of that stuff. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't. But I, I remember watching all that and i think they all just sort of blend together in my head so i don't know if i'd seen this one before um just the fact this was a theatrical released one with a a a fairly major star in linda blair um also john vernon who we'll get into he's a he's a guy uh he was a uh, captain in dirty harry um so yeah there's there's stuff uh to it that would would draw me to it over the others but honestly i don't don't remember but all these movies play out exactly the same way and i might be getting ahead of the critique here but you know they're they're all very much the same movie the fact that there are literally dozens of these there's there's maybe a hundred i i pulled up a list i was going to go through them all but it's not even worth it like it would just take me the entire fucking podcast so um it's one of those genre movies or, or or exercises or whatever where they just keep 
making the exact same movie over and over again. And, yeah, without uh, even trying anything new. <laughs> all right, they're like, there's okay, there's a market for this? Fine, just more, you know, scantily clad chicks, more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ugly sort of drama, you know, sexual drama, I guess. And uh, and, and the plot's almost besides the point. Like, this movie is a very fucking, like, bare, like... Like this movie's not very long anyway, but I mean, for them to get to where they go with what happens in this movie, it's it's an overlong waste of fucking time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> because it ends completely abruptly. And and here's the other thing: this movie isn't even all that. Like, there's a couple shower scenes with some full frontal nudity. There's a few sex scenes, but like I said, they're mostly rapes and they're kind of ugly or they they end you know mm. badly. So it's not titillating or anything. So they spend all this time on that, and then uh, it like the the resolution is just we got the thing let's go and it's like dun dun dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. Like, okay <laughs> i mean what, what the fuck was even the point and linda blair i mean we'll get into you know her and and why and and all this other stuff but uh, uh yeah, oh, it's, it's kind of a depressing <laughs> movie to watch on, on all now i say that as a analytical critical thinker however mm-hmm. If you're just somebody who doesn't know who the fuck Linda Blair is, doesn't care about the fact that, like, you know, she had to do this kind of stuff and you just want some women in prison movies or whatever, I guess this is as good as any other one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't I can't remember right. enough about some of the other ones to know, like, which ones. I think I remember liking the, the hot box, but I don't remember why. It probably just had, like, yeah, I don't hotter girls in it or something i'm not sure i, mean, I don't think i've heard of this how do you how do you box. rate these they're they're all right. the same there's i think yeah, i like the big bird game. like pam greer's and some of them i like pam greer yes. maybe that's the, the the reason i'm coming down on some of them more who knows i think it's literally just class <laughs> yes, how how uncomfortable they make me like as long as they don't have a ton of rape and and maybe they're a little more action oriented. Like some of them are like in the jungles and stuff. These girls are like breaking out. There's like jungle chases and stuff like that. This movie is literally just set in a prison and the worst prison of all time. That just apparently people just like walk around and do whatever the fuck they want. And it's like state sanctioned. Yep. It's not like, at least in these other movies, it's like, oh, we're in some gorilla prison out in the middle of, you know, nowhere. This movie is supposed to be an actual prison where, you know, uh-huh. people are supposed to be following rules and, you know, it's, there's bureaucratic uh, shit in place to maintain them, even if it's shitty and crappy and whatever. But everybody just does what they want. Goddamn John Verton, who plays the warden in this fucking thing, he's got an office yeah. with like stuffed pumas and you know, a hot tub in it. Hot and, tub, yes. Yeah, just... <laughs> his, his lines in this film are so hilariously bad. Yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a great actor in terms of in the uh, in the in the deadpan delivery kind of just saying he's oh he's almost awesome. always a bad guy yeah yeah he says some really and even if he's a good guy he's a piece of shit like you know he's yes. Harry Harry Callahan's uh uh, uh what do you call I think he's the mayor in Dirty Harry is yeah that what he is okay in Dirty Harry sure. yeah his name his character is literally named Mayor and <laughs> when I was looking up his. Uh, Okay, I was going off memory. I didn't look anything up, but... (laughs) Hey, no, it's all good. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. No, now I remember it. And yes, and, and, you know, he says shit like, uh, what's the popular naked gun, the the naked gun spoofs it where he's like, uh, Harry, you you gotta read him his rights or whatever. That's my my policy. And he's like, when I see a 
psycho, you know, whatever he says, like stabbing two guys or shooting two guys, I shoot the bastard. That's my policy. <laughs> yeah, that's my policy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you note the five or six times where the microphone was hanging? Um, yep. Five or six. It's like every scene, man. <laughs> it was so bad. And it's it's a red microphone too. It looks yes. weird. It like... Yeah, it's all skinny and weird. Look, yeah, it. Yeah, it's... at first I was like, "What is that?" I'm like, "Oh, that's a boom mic." Weird, because normally they're yeah. like kind of big and like you know, like kind of blackish black or something. Yeah. To see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is sounding horrible, but that's <laughs> that's typically what they are. This is like this little red thing. Yeah, oh, man. So, was... Somewhere somebody's sitting believe... there thinking about. <laughs> about teens about dicks yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i couldn't believe like obviously no one gave two shits about this final product which is weird though right because this is a theatrical release movie and why is it because linda blair's in it do you think that she had enough style power to carry this thing over from uh what would have just been on from the exorcist 10 years before or something yeah well i i went i i one of my questions was linda Blair, what happened and i i heard she had some trouble post exorcist i went and looked it up and and we can get into it in a minute but uh yeah that's uh, essentially i'm I'm thinking that's the only reason this movie made any sort of dent or uh i remember watching uh you remember when vh1 used to do those um i love the 80s and i love the 90s and Uh i love the Uh and there was even like i love the 80s two or rewind so they would touch on all the stuff they mm-hmm. like didn't touch on in the first one and it, one of them talked about this and i remember you know probably some guy from poison or whatever they're interviewing who's like <laughs> it's like oh yeah chained heat linda blair like my teenage self was so excited to you know see it so i think there was maybe an audience just for seeing linda blair doing an exploitation movie where she showed her tits i mean that's just the mm-hmm. I, I i think the reason this movie did not just get lost on on video yeah, man, I, I I don't know. It, it's a weird movie to think of opened at the box office. And I mean, this opened the same goddamn weekend as Return of the Jedi, which is like maybe the most right. polished, <laughs> fucking great, right. uh, you know, <laughs> cinematic yeah. masterpiece, yeah. you know, or whatever. And then there, then there's this. And this movie, I mean, it didn't, didn't do great, but it, it made its budget and then some way back. And uh, it, it opened in the top 10 and, you know, we'll get to it. But fucking God. <laughs> I, I am shocked that it, that it opened in the top 10. But I, I guess I, you know, growing up when we did, uh, you know, Linda Blair was probably a, was probably a name on a lot of young men's minds as a, you know yeah it probably did have a little bit of a, a drawing to it just for that it couldn't have been i mean the genre itself like you said was already kind of doa yeah and yeah. here they the are the guard at this. the beginning of this movie uh you know to one of the inmates female inmates uh you know, he's like, I'll never understand why scum like you make such a big deal out of a little fuck. I mean, that's the first 30 seconds of this movie. He's going <laughs> to. Yeah. And then there's like an insanely long and cheap studio logo from uh, Jensen Farley Pictures that just sits on yes. your screen for, I don't know, 45 seconds, like kind of pulsating at you. This I, thought my, I thought my screen had froze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Uh, all the girls on the on the on the prison bus are allowed to like keep their earrings and street clothes on for some reason. Now, listen, I've never been to like prison. Well, I've never been to actual prison, but right. <laughs> uh, fucking, that's not a thing, man. You you do not get to like keep your no absolutely belts not. and earrings and uh, you know right. whatever else. So fucking weird. Um, we also have a a man in there in in drag. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Quite I was gonna sure. say, guy in drag also has jewelry and wig on, etc. Uh-huh. So again, like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, he would not be going to that he, prison. Number one, I mean, he wouldn't be going to that right. prison today. And we're way more progressive about that shit now. Like, <laughs> there, there's, and to let him keep a wig and a bunch of jewelry on, just oh god. Yeah. What were they thinking? I mean, I don't need these movies to be wholly realistic, but I mean, keep the boom mic out of the shot. Don't do shit that really yeah. makes us draw attention to the fact that you have no fucking concept of how prison works. I mean, just try to right. do a little something here. Sometimes yeah. movies that are, you know, there you get the the so bad it's good type movies. This this is just so bad. It's there's no the yeah. every every fight scene is so lifeless. Every uh dialogue is you know yeah besides some of the john vernon lines uh yeah i mean there's there's fun to be had here but it's really not worth watching this movie just for those few you know fleeting yeah things uh well yeah again juxtapose this with star wars you know it's the perfect example we've been talking about uh this question of how some of these low budget movies can open in wide release when they look like amateur films and we we wonder was that just what movies look like back then but but <laughs> the answer is no i mean fucking star wars looks like a million bucks and and holds up today and and obviously comparing anything to star wars is like comparing you know a, some indie film to avatar or whatever but but sure even in even indie films don't look as pedestrian as chained heat and movies that are as low budget today definitely wouldn't go to theaters like there's no way you're going to see a movie like chained heat sitting uh you know five spots down on the box office chart for fucking avatar last year or whatever like that's just yeah. that's not a right. thing that will ever fucking happen again. And I don't so, know if that's a good or a bad thing. Maybe that's bad. Maybe we should maybe we should fucking put every like goddamn piece of shit in the theaters and like let make people decide. <laughs> I would rather watch Chain right. Heat than Avatar. I don't know. Unless uh, forty I'm years from now we do a podcast, I'm like, oh, Avatar is actually really great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, watching this in a like holy shit! Not... I can't believe I downgraded this movie all these years. <laughs> Oh, I have not you know, complain about some finish. other movie that's popular for yeah. in 40 years and then be like, oh, yeah, Avatar is yeah. way better than that. And then 40 years later, I'll do the same thing. And then, I mean, you'll wonder why I'm not dead. But that's how guys like me roll. You keep going exactly. and going. Uh, but anyway, yes, this movie feels like it was made 10 years earlier. I mean, if you compare this to the 1970s caged women movies, there, there's... There, there, mm-hmm. This movie should not exist in 1983, man. Like, not even just no. content. Like, it, it doesn't. It looks like a movie that was made 10 years earlier, at least. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, the like, video, why is this movie a thing? The quality like, is why... poor. Yeah. Right. It's everything about it is 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 pretty damn poor. Like you said, there's fun to be had in it, but not not a lot. Not enough. There's better movies like <laughs> this. Enough. Just watch one of those. Yeah. 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 Uh, Linda Blair is Carol, a quote teenager. She looks 30. Yeah, I know she's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was young in The Exorcist or whatever, but uh, she's she's at least 25 in this movie, probably, right? What was she in The uh, Exorcist? Yeah, I believe 14, that's exactly 13? how old. She's 25? All right. Yeah, that was she's 25 in this movie, just about, yeah. Yeah, 
She's serving 18 months for, quote, accidentally killing someone. What the fuck does she do? Like, they don't really, like, get into all that. It's a car accident or something? Yeah. yeah I don't know. <laughs> but, okay, whatever. <laughs> John Vernon. Exactly. John Vernon. Uh, he is also an Animal House, Airplane 2. I'm going to get you, sucker. Yep. Ernest goes to camp. Ton of TV and voiceover work. Uh, he dies in uh, 2005, unfortunately. Um, I like that guy. Uh, he's he's the yeah, one. I do too. We mentioned how fucking ridiculous his office is. Uh, and, then, and then he also, we didn't talk about this, but he's got, uh, in addition to the hot tub and the plush sofas and the booze and the dim lights on it, he also goes, oh, a room full of porno. I also have that. <laughs> and then he says, I did it myself. Which they don't show. I would like to see his room full of porno. Yeah, exactly. That he designed himself. Yeah, that he produced. Yes. <laughs> so Linda Brera goes to prison. She's this young kid. Blah, blah, blah. You know, she really shouldn't be there type thing. Now it's all this, like, there's the hierarchy of uh, gangs. And it's 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 white on blacks for the most part in this prison. Uh, these ladies. Um Sybil Danning uh, plays Erica. Yeah, she's kind of the main uh, white prisoner lady. Yeah. Uh, also this year, she was in a Hercule, Hercules movie, which I don't know if must have come out after this. Are we going to get to that one this year? Who knows? Stay tuned, um, fans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I haven't seen it on our, uh, on our roster, but um, uh, she also stars in two of my all-time favorite guilty pleasures, uh, Malibu Express which is Andy Sedaris' ah, first film. Well, Andy I don't know Sedaris, if it's his first. Yep. I don't think it's his first film. I think he made some other stuff for it. But his first in his uh, run of all those movies that you buy on like the DVD 12-pack of you know Girls, Guns, and G-Strings or whatever the fucking thing is. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's a precursor to stuff like Hard Ticket to Hawaii and Savage Beach and Guns and all those pay-per-view staples. Guns. I loved Guns. Name and oh. a bunch of bikinis and bazookas and shit from when we were kids. Uh, she's also yep. in Howling 2, which is an admittedly not very good, but uh, batshit and surprisingly uh, hilarious sexualized sequel to uh, The Howling. So uh, both movies are a ton of fun. Uh, so that's where I know her from. I know she's been in other stuff, but uh, it, it all kind of boils down to some of that sort of schlocky uh, exploitation. I got to show my boobs shit. But Malibu mm-hmm. Express and, and Howling 2 are... are much more fun than this movie. Um. <laughs> what was the uh, subtitle of The Howling 2? It was like... Your sister is a werewolf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's literally that's what it right. is. It's awesome. <laughs> I believe I saw that on pay-per-view around whenever, 89, 90, somewhere Well, this is another there. interesting story about a movie that I bought uh, the the two pack of or whatever just off of hey I've never seen this before I should probably finally fucking watch it and whatever and I got the Howling and Howling two Howling is directed by Joe Dante so uh, Gremlins and uh, I mean he, he's made a ton of great movies but um, the idea is that this is this sort of you know great werewolf movie and I think it is in terms of the werewolf action and the movie so much I don't care about Howling two is considered a total piece of shit but I feel like in terms of the uh, story and all that it's way more crazy and fun than the story of the howling it's just the the werewolf shit and actually being scary is crappy but um you got all this yeah. ridiculous stuff with um uh, uh sybil danning having to have like big werewolf orgies or whatever to to, to further the the fucking 
stock. What do you call a line of werewolves? Probably the same um, thing as dogs. Pack breed. Pack. Yeah. pack. Okay. She got to further the pack. I don't oh, fucking know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> At all. Trust me. It does not matter to watch uh, Howling 2. <laughs> you do not need to know what a pack of werewolves is called. No, you do not. Spoiler, it's a pack. Uh, Henry Sylvia is in this movie. Yep. Silva. Oh, love that guy. Above the law. He a... Yeah. He's got Code such a great look. Like. Oh, I just yeah, said, I, I wrote down great look and face. Classic 80s villain. Uh he says he has this one great line that made me laugh out loud. You know what they say in China? They say chow. As he like walks away, he says, number one, chow is not Chinese, but I'm assuming he's exactly. saying C H O W. C H O yeah. Here's my question, Peter. Do you yeah. think that was intentional on the part of the writer, or do you think he's that big of a fucking idiot that either way it's hilarious. I mean, the line works. Yeah. It doesn't matter if if we're supposed to believe Henry Silva just doesn't <laughs> know this or his character yeah I mean, either not, way it's not funny him, but... right or if the writer was dumb I... enough to believe that that was a chinese reference <laughs> and it's... anything's possible with this movie <laughs> from here i wrote uh the boom mic exclamation point so we already talked about that <laughs> and then rapes comma and word this movie's got a lot of all uh, that yeah yeah, so. it sure does. One that's very drawn out and very unpleasant. Um, yeah. Uh, so people, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, man, this sounds like a movie for me. You <laughs> might want to rethink your stance on rapes and the N-word. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm not, the... you know, none of, none of the ones in the 70s were any better than this. I think this one is just a not as good of a made movie. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I can sit here and be like, Hey, go watch the fucking hot box or whatever. And then All right. complain about this one. But I don't know, man. There was There's a campiness some, uh, to those that, that worked. Uh, and not, they've uh, like, aged. None better. of them were they've, great movies. Yes. Yeah. They, yes. They've, they've aged like a, a relic of their time. Whereas this feels just like, why did they do this? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Is it cause, because it came after all of those is because we were alive for these and we can't fathom the idea that in our lifetime, some shit like, I don't know. I'm getting way too deep. That's not true. I don't, I can fathom that this existed in my life. (laughs) Peter, we had about 20 minutes from coming back to take a piss before the fucking edible kicked in. And now we're going to get into, get to the Uh weird place we always do at the end of these podcasts. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Yes. This is why I drew us into Star Wars first so that, uh, Smart if move. this happened, yeah, if this happened, <laughs> I wouldn't butcher that one. The good news is I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I approach this movie the same way I approach everything else, you know, on YouTube, on my phone, in bed at 630 this morning. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. No, not kidding. I, that's how I did it, but that's not how I do every movie. Like Star Wars. Right. Last night, remember I texted you? I was like, my power just went out. I don't know if we're going to be able to review Star Wars tomorrow. Might have to postpone yeah. this because I wasn't going to watch Star Wars like on my phone when I can watch it no, on a 4K like exactly. 70 inch. It's right there. Right there. That's what I watched <laughs> it on. That's the movie that changed my Star Wars viewing life. <laughs> She's a beauty back there. I'm trying to get a good picture for the. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, you... All right. Yeah. What? Do you... Do you... What you got? There was a. 
There was a a film in 1985 called Red Heat, not to be confused with the 1988 Red Heat, starring Sybil um, Danning or uh, uh, Linda Blair. Yeah, Linda Blair. That yeah, the other yes. One. And I thought that was like her the first... other set of tits in this movie. Yeah, I thought that was like her first foray, and then I saw that she was going to be in this. I'm like, so she did, she did a All couple right, hold, of hold, these. Hold on, movies. hold on, hold on, Peter. Let's not jump so... into what happened to Linda Blair. That's a whole thing. Let's get through <laughs> this movie first. Sir. Okay. All right. So, uh, I don't know. We're getting past the N word. We're on to the warden. I wrote. Early on, says one of the uh, says to one of the inmates, "Poor little girl, best piece of ass I ever had in here." Remember that they had to like I don't I know do. what they had to do to that girl. They like dragged her out of there and they were gonna go do something to her or she did she die? There was just a scene She's at the, the beginning. Gets, it's, yeah, it's the introductory she, scene to the warden. So we're talking first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, there's a girl in his office. I don't remember exactly what happens. Maybe one of the guards like just smacks her or whatever. But anyway, she she's being dragged out of there, and uh, and he says, "Poor little girl, best piece of ass I ever had in here." They kill her. <laughs> they, is that what happened? Is Why would he the say, one who gets shot at the beginning? Oh, maybe somebody got shot at the beginning. There's, there's a girl like running through the through the halls. Uh, Peter, I don't know what you want from me. It's been like 12 hours since I watched this movie. <laughs> On my phone, my in phone. bed. Also, by the way, could not for the life of me make out some of the dialogue in this movie thanks to YouTube, I'm assuming. Like, I, I don't know if I had had it on a... I could have dialed up YouTube on the TV or something and saw if that made a difference, but it just wasn't worth it. But, I mean, I couldn't make out half the stuff that people were saying when it wasn't being shouted. Yeah. Or if there was other noise in the background. Like, there's scenes in here where they're in, like, a um, like, a, like a bathroom or a, a laundry room or something, and either there's water running or, or people are clanking shit, and you can't hear what people are saying because all you can hear is the ambient noise. I did notice that as well. Um, I, was I mean, for all the fucking to... boom mics and the goddamn shot, you think they could have gotten them. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there, there's some dialogue uh, right before one of the fight scenes in the yard, and I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> right. It's just all part of the experience of chained heat. Um, so the warden uh, beats up and rapes Blair at one point and says, uh, I should be uh, taping this goddamn thing, which is pretty ugly stuff. I mean, now here you got a scene so. where we're talking about the ugly shit with the like rapes server, and then you got uh, Vernon with his lines that are just howlingly hilarious, but... Then I'm just like, I don't know what to do right now. Like, this movie is super confusing. You're like, I can't yep. laugh at this point. He's literally raping somebody, but he just said this thing that I would laugh at <laughs> like a motherfucker <laughs> yeah. under any other circumstance. There's a uh, there's another line where he's filming this chick dancing or whatever, and uh, she says something. She calls him Warden. He says, don't call me Warden. Call me Fellini. Oh, yeah. Well, that's before they get well, because she's like, she's like, oh, you stepped on this too, because I had it. Um, the 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 inmates like, I made a porno, and he's like, he's like, oh, you made a porno, and he's like super excited. Also, props to Vernon in this movie for he he's doing a really good job of acting like a like a drunk guy and a mean guy, and like he's he's doing a lot, and and he's good at all of it. Yeah, like he, it really comes across. 
I, I wish yeah. they'd have put Vernon in like Star Wars or Point Break or some of these other good movies we're talking about, not this shit. But <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, I mean, Dirty Harry is a good movie, but um, but yeah. anyway, so he uh, he he says this, and then she's like, or she says, I I made a porno. He's like, oh, he made a porno. Again, great fucking line read by like I didn't even try it. He like he was super excited. He's like. Oh, you made a porno? Yeah, because he's kind of drunk, but he's also just turned on. So between the two, he's just like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, we can do that right here. He's like, I got a camera. And then so there's the security camera up there that is the most obvious goddamn security camera of all time, which becomes a plot point later on that none of these girls can suss out. But we'll we'll get to that. But anyway, he's like. He's like, I got it right here. He's like, lights? And he like hits a remote, turns on a light. And he's like, camera? And he turns on the camera. And he's like, action. And he jumps into the hot tub with his bathrobe on with this girl who also has her tank top on, which I think that's hot. I think his choice of clothes to wear in the hot tub is not. Because <laughs> normally I'd be like, why would anybody wear clothes into a hot tub? But I'm like, well, I, yeah. I can see the girl in the tank top doing that. So Perfect. <laughs> But then, I, he might have already been in there. I don't know. But anyway, so that that's a big joke about how... Uh, what, why did we bring this up? You said something about the security camera. Or oh, that, yeah, when action. he said, call me, don't call me Warden, call me Oh, Fellini. Right. And then, yeah. so he's like... Because <laughs> he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to film... Was, oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, I was in a porno. And he's like, what? A porno? <laughs> and then he's like... <laughs> He's like, I'm the, I'm a director too, or I'm the new Fellini or whatever. And then, so, (laughs) and she's like, oh, Warden. He's like, don't call me Warden, call me Fellini. Which is a really (laughs) big fucking pull for this movie. Because, I mean, they should have been like, you know, call me uh, John Waters or or Ed Yes, exactly. (laughs) Roger Corman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know who the fuck anybody is (laughs) watching this movie, you know. (laughs) Except us, I guess. Right. Um, so Blair has the big idea to start a riot so they can get into the warden's office to retrieve the security camera showing, uh, his murder. Oh, we, we, sorry. We fucked this up. After he talked about being Fellini in the hot tub, he gets in there with her in her tank top and his bathrobe, her hot, him weird. They start making out in this weird scene where she like is jacking his, no, he's jacking her foot off. One of them's just jacking a foot off. Like all they are doing is playing. With She's got it. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, even like essentially. It's like him. he's there's a literal like just rubbing up the like I don't know. It goes on forever. I was like, mm-hmm. is this girl gonna actually like? I was waiting for Vernon to be like, listen, baby, we're just gonna stroke the foot log, or is this gonna go somewhere? Because it's literally a, a minute of screen time. But anyway, yeah. so they, they she finally moves off the the leg, and then they uh, all of a sudden are attacked by uh, the uh, uh, officer Taylor, Captain Taylor. What is Taylor in this movie? Mm, yeah something lieutenant sergeant well stella stevens yeah it's captain taylor sorry it's captain so uh they are captain taylor pops up with one of her uh inmate underlings and then uh they they murder the warden by drowning him in his bathtub making it look like he was just drunk and high which which he was because of his line readings of like you were in a porno (laughs) and uh (laughs) I'm just saying, we as the viewer know, <laughs> like this this plan might work right. out, right? He's also always right. drinking and, and when he's in his hot tub by his uh, big stuffed puma. 
<laughs> Tiger, leopard, yes. puma, it, bobcat. It, it was some sort of feline. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't even. I I couldn't figure it out. I wanted to figure it out. What's the, like a mountain cat? It looked more like a mountain cat. What are they? Bobcat. Hmm. Mountain lion. Mountain lion. That's where I was going. Way to go, Peter. <laughs> to to uh to um. What do you call the word for nature? Two nature points. Yes. You get two nature points for fucking Thank coming you. up with mountain Thank light. you. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she starts this. Kicks in. So she just starts this riot, and the mm-hmm. and the black and blacks and whites they form a truce and uh, they work together to end in the end to riot. So. Yeah. Somebody has a big idea. No, Linda Brer. In fact, I thought I wrote it down. I'll tell you exactly what she said. I must have delayed it. But she was like, listen, we got to start a riot because then here's what we can do. We can break into the warden's office. We can steal the videotape and then uh, we can get it to the, the proper, uh, you know, authorities or whatever. And then they're always like, why yeah. would we do that? We should just break out. And they're like, well, because like if they can get somebody in here who's better and knows what they're doing and not corrupt like uh fucking captain taylor and uh uh uh, uh warden, warden vernon yeah <laughs> uh, um i just had it too something with a b maybe he was warden know. bachman bachman Bachman. Oh, I just found it too. Well, yeah. Well, too little, too late, Ron. As usual. <laughs> uh, well, here's the rub, Peter. I don't remember what I was saying about all this. Well, it happens. No. They, no, no, we're not giving up. No, they were. They, no, I know. They, they was what Linda Blair was her reasons for starting this riot. Oh yeah, so they go. They break into his office, try to get the tape, uh, yep. and then. The whole yeah. idea was to have a better warden for better prison conditions. Which, that's it. You know, this prison is a yep, piece of shit, though. It. I don't. I... Okay. So, so, so I, I just thought it was funny that she's like, "We need to start a riot," and then they just, and then they, then they just go like have a riot, and they're able to get into the warden's office, which you know, once again, it looks like Madagascar, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's like, let's let's just go get this videotape, which they get, and then uh, I nobody's else maybe thought that there was a videotape in there because of these big giant cameras on the ceiling, and you're gonna commit a murder in the hot tub in said office of said warden, right. and be like, let's not look around for potential security devices, <laughs> or or maybe scout out ahead of time what this guy might already have. Or, or know it's in there because you've been in that office a fucking million times. And if you just like look up to your right 90 degrees, you'd be like, oh, look, there's a it's a movie camera. And it to the degree this guy wants to be called Fellini. Like this isn't rocket science. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously, this is all very fake, uh, no matter how lousy the prison. But I, I guess if you go with the evidence submitted by this movie, that people can so easily come and go and, and use and abuse the system and, you know, whatever else. Like, maybe it's all very realistic. I don't know. Maybe. You think? Think this could happen? If there maybe. was a prison as shitty as this one, you don't think that, like, any of this could just pop off? I'm sh- Yeah. Like I said, I'm sure there 
there probably was prisons like that at some point in some part of the country or world. I don't know. Yeah, world like in the big hot box up in the fucking jungle trees and shit. This is not that in Cambodia movie. This is or like, wherever the fuck. This right? is 1983. <laughs> like, what, what is this? Chicago or something? Insane. I don't. Is that ever? Is it ever said where where this is supposed to be? I don't know. I thought I saw something about it at some point, but. Well, Peter, uh, how how would you rate um, Chained Heat? Let me tell you, Ron, Chain Heat <laughs> to me gets a, I don't do zero stars. That's lazy. I'll give it a half star. <laughs> huh. Interesting. What uh, do yeah. you suppose it would have taken for you to give this movie, uh, say, at least another star? Um, Perhaps some better editing. <laughs> um, <laughs> perhaps the... <laughs> Better editing would be nice, first of all. The the the, the action scenes are <laughs> about as bad as it gets. Um, right. You could have you could have maybe put a little better effort into the action of this. If the, you know the, it's not like any of the actors were too prude right. to do anything. Or so. How about like a seventy five percent less boom mic in the shots? Yes, and, that would have uh, the editing. Like I said, it would have been a huge. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because <laughs> it's just it, no. That's right. Your eyes that fell under editing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your fancy words uh... on your fancy movie podcast. Look at you. <laughs> that's fine. I learned it by watching it you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well played, man. All right. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't really mean to put you on the spot, but uh, like a half star. I don't. I mean, like I didn't like this movie either. But yeah, you know, I don't know. Again, one star, I'm not sure. One and a half. I'm not. I'm not sure what's tripping me up about this and um, you know some of the other ones I've seen. Like again, because it's not like I really quote like any of these or think they're great movies. But you know, there's a, a, a appreciation for the grindhouse aesthetic of some of these you know women in cages movies, and you know they get their revenge, and in the end they're shooting people. Like at, at the beginning, it's like uh you know it, it's uncomfortable shit like you know rapes and, and women getting beat on and stuff like that and um yeah. i i don't i don't know what the difference is between this movie other than uh maybe the fact that it just came a decade too late you know i i don't know if yes. i'm hating on it because it's too much of its time or whatever but i don't know i jonathan demi made uh caged heat in 1974, I think that you was like Cage his first G, movie. Yeah. yeah, so now you got a guy who went on to become an Oscar-winning director and, uh, yeah. you know, very well-renowned and famous. So, I guess, why are you just the world's a strange shitting on this movie, movie Peter? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, who are you, man? Sorry, what movies have one... you made? <laughs> no. <laughs> can I... Can... <laughs> Can I say it's better? It's still better than Porky's. Is that allowed? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In '77, Blair reprised her role uh, as Regan in the Exorcist sequel, Exorcist Two, garnering a Saturn Award nomination for Best Actress of 1978. <laughs> wow. I'm guessing the Saturns just put that shit on autopilot because the film was a critical and commercial failure, and at the time was the most expensive film ever made by Warner Brothers. Really? All right. Wow. Yep. I mean, this movie was a bomb. 
78, she made her return to acting in Wes Craven's uh, television horror film Stranger in Our House, retitled Summer of Fear. Um, Then her career took a new turn in 79 with her starring role in the musical drama Roller Boogie, which established her as a sex symbol. The following year, she co-starred with Dirk Benedict. That's right. Face man himself. (laughs) She also starred in a number of financially successful low-budget horror and exploitation films throughout much of the 80s. She starred opposite Peter Burton and Vincent Van Patten in the slasher film Hell Night. I've seen that one, Peter. 1981. We missed it. Followed by roles in the Women in Prison film Chain Heat and the exploitation thriller Savage Streets, 1984 when she plays the lead of a female vigilante street gang who targets male rapists. Also, John Vernon is in Savage Streets as well, so there's that fun little tidbit. You. You're good. (laughs) Where he says the line, go fucking iceberg. (laughs) I love John Vernon. I do too. That just sealed it for me. (laughs) Uh, In 83, Blair posed nude in an issue of Playboy. In 85, Blair starred again in another woman in prison feature titled Red Heat, playing a prisoner of war in West Germany. This was followed by a lead in the direct-to-video film Night Force, which she portrayed a woman who travels to Mexico to save her friend from terrorists. So, Peter, she's having a rough run of it. You know, I'd say so. Doesn't, doesn't really know what the deal is. She kind of comes back in... Um, repossessed a little bit by sort of mocking that whole thing. But I really didn't know when I was watching that movie as a uh, 1990, so 11 or 12-year-old, that she had all this baggage she was kind of bringing to it and trying to shake off the, uh, you know, stigma of her troubled adolescence post-exorcist. That makes that movie a little less funny. I would agree. (laughs) Although I saw that she... (laughs) Some reports yeah. of that of that trauma she had afterwards were less le- more fiction than led on. I had just found that out today. I had always heard that she had some some mental health issues after The Exorcist, but the studio well, uh, downplayed it. Now I don't know if she downplayed it, but the studio did. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? She was young. Well, in the end, everybody, they got the videotape, and uh, they just were like, we got it! And they're like, oh, great. They walked out to this prison that was, like, on fire, and everybody's dead. And I guess we're supposed to assume, well, we got the videotape. So, and then then the music plays. And they're still in prison. (laughs) And this movie was not a big enough hit to fucking get Linda Blair out of doing another couple movies like this, apparently, which took a really long time just checking out on... um, I'm proud of our work of calling it chain heat we've done a (laughs) (laughs) okay peter yes sir for the weekend domestic box office chart of may 27th 1983 what do you think the number one film was i'm gonna take a stab at this one but i'm gonna say return of the jedi you are correct this movie opens to 23.019 23.019 million that weekend, but it's an actual uh, total gross so far of 30.490, basically 30.5. Uh, because, as we noted, this movie opened two days earlier than uh, the fucking weekend, man. 
So it got a, so got a it, jump. It made $7 yep. million dollars in those first two days. Wow. But only $23 million? Right. This first um, full week, it got it was up to 45 though. So, like, even after seven... After seven right, and that was a record seven. I saw. Like uh, that was the yeah. first movie to do that. But here, okay, so let's let's break this down because as we know, we essentially triple the grosses, right? So mm-hmm. for this movie, in in you know making twenty three million or thirty, however you want to look at it, you're only talking about a ninety million dollar weekend, which which is huge. Don't get me wrong, but that it hasn't really been huge since the early two thousands. Like movies right. now routinely open to some of them get to almost 200 million now in their opening yes so so nothing against uh return of the jedi or whatever i'm and and actually it's it's worse that i think we have these insane grosses but that means this movie was selling not you know half as many tickets as some of this like marvel shit or whatever and this is like a much anticipated uh yeah it was in a thousand theaters so i'm kind of surprised about that actually a thousand is not a lot but that's not a lot by today's standards. I don't know how many theaters there were in uh, I'm guessing it was like all of them. Like, yeah, why would you not yeah, you would put <laughs> return to the, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> but anyway, obviously it legs it out. This movie becomes the biggest fucking grosser of the year. All, all right. right. What do you think the number two movie was in this? Uh, is it something we've reviewed? Yes. Okay. Uh, then I will go blue thunder. You are correct. Blue thunder. <laughs> It was the number one movie two weeks in a row, and at this point, it's at uh, twenty-five point nine million dollars. So that movie's trucking along. I mean, it's already at a seventy-five million dollar gross in today's dollars. That'd be like, you know, a Liam Neeson movie or whatever doing that. Yeah, would be like there'd be a sequel in the works already. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, what's number three? Uh, Breathless. No, that opened no, like six or something. Um, yeah. So think of a, a movie that came out a couple weeks before and then it uh you know was kind of like number 1 for a while and then you know Blue Thunder came out and it was like oh well now it's down again but it was number 2 like it it's just hovering on the top of the charts cuz it's kind of a but it, it was number 1 for a couple weeks Lone Wolf and... McQuaid <laughs> It is it. Flashdance <laughs> Oh son of a bitch all right yeah <laughs> All right, number four, you're not going to get, but it is a movie we've talked about. We uh, talked about doing it, and we were surprised it was a thing that exists, and then we were more surprised it was a thing that was like a number four movie at the box office. Um, oh, yeah. So we didn't do it, um, but we wanted to do it. We didn't do it. We, yeah. It's on TV. Uh, we could have done it. It would been so easy. But we and what is have, it? It's the Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Remember talking about yeah, that one? I do. All right, number five, we did review. And you already guessed uh, it number... incorrectly on, on this. Uh... <laughs> Lone Wolf McQuaid. Oh, my God. It's breathless. Damn it. <laughs> All right, number six, Peter, is a movie uh, that we have talked about and we've been talking about for a fucking year, and it will not leave this list. It was at number six this... the week before, too. It's either Tootsie or E.T. Probably Tootsie. It's Tootsie. Fucking yeah. <laughs> piece of shit. $169.8 million at this point. Made another 2.5 that weekend. Number eight is still smoking. Number nine is E.T. Up to 357.8. Oof. 
million. I think it cracks 400 by the end of its run. I want to say still smoking is up to $10 million made 2.1 this week. I mean, I don't know. Like that's a pretty hefty multiplier in a movie that has not tapped out yet. I mean, right. You imagine, imagine some shit like still smoking, making $10 million in our current climate. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Yeah. Me neither. Valley Girl drops number 11 with 9.3. Um, it went from 6 to 11, so that's a drop. That's a Gandhi drop. is hanging yeah. in there, number 13. Made an additional uh, 827,000 this weekend. It's at 51.6. 48 hours, number 15 last week at number wow. 13. It's been around for 25 weeks. Still kicking, kicking it, uh, making a little bit of money. This was this one was just a hair under half a million, uh, or this weekend was a hair under half a million. It's at seventy five point nine million, gonna crack seventy six. The Outsiders drops from twelve to sixteen this week. Uh, it brought in another four hundred twenty eight thousand. It's at twenty five point five. Officer and Gentleman number eighteen. Uh, it was at 18 the previous week. It's been on the charts for 44 weeks. It's at 127.3 million at this point, which if you think about it in today's terms, takes it to 450. Nuts, huh? It's almost a $500 million movie in today's market. 22 is the man from Snowy River. That's a perennial fucking thing I used to see on TV all the time as a kid. I only remember that because isn't that where they gut him or whatever? Or is that a man I called have never Horse? Seen... Oh, I don't know either of these movies. What a I think I'm, I think I'm I think I'm confusing him. Man from uh... Oh, okay. It's Richard Harris, uh, uh, man called Horse, but I think they they get he gets gutted by like some tribal Indians or something. It's crazy. And this oh, is some geez. stuff I would see on like an afternoon on TV. My mom's like, oh yeah, this is the movie where they. <laughs> Got that guy. Now she's like, make sure you take your kids to church. Mom's weird. All right. Uh, she's like, she's like, how dare you let them watch that? I'm like, do you remember taking me to see fucking like, uh, you know, trespass and shit and and Christmas? <sighs> Moms. Right. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, that is your box office chart for the week of May 27th, 1983. Peter, this has been a fun night. Um, I swear I'd get us out of here under the 10 o'clock curfew, and it's 9.55. We got yeah, time to... What do, we got time to ramble on talk. about life. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's just talk about what we're going to do next week. <laughs> next week, we are going to do, if... if uh, memory sir i know memory serves but if uh, memory is to be proven right because i haven't done it in a while we are watching the man with two brains which uh, it's one of my favorite comedies of all time and i say that as somebody who hasn't really watched it in uh out of his 20s maybe but i love it love it good i've never seen it whoa never yep. not even never. on tv as a kid oh that's one of not my joys man because because i thought it was really funny on tv as a kid and then i saw it as, maybe as like an adult or whatever not even an adult like yeah. I, saw it, I was like 12 but i saw it like i was like i'm gonna rent this on vhs because i love it when this movie's on i was like whoa yeah. baby it's there's so much like <laughs> raunchy shit in there but it, it works as a edited for tv pg movie and it works as a raunchy r-rated 1983 movie and in betwixt wherever they shall meet 
the movie fucking rocks but hey i don't want to taint your um <laughs> no, uh, i'm looking forward what uh the the other movie we're doing is going to be uh called don't tell me give me a minute i'm gonna figure it out hold on hold on hold on hold on wait for it i think we decided against psycho 2 so it's going to be war games yep. john badham's war games yeah. With a young and obnoxious Matthew Broderick, if I remember correctly, <laughs> a monkey. And I just, uh, I, I was caught up as a kid by this one, by pretty much just the idea of the, I think that the lover angle, like, oh, he's got this girl's going to help break him out. And he's and they're young kids and all that. Like, I think I liked that. The monkey was sort of secondary. Like, I, I thought that was okay. I was like, oh yeah, there's a monkey involved in this too. But all the fucking science and, and war game shit, I was like, whoa, get this out of my life. I'm five. But to be fair, <laughs> I think I remember watching it maybe a couple of years later. I was like, oh, yeah, the war game stuff is the, the purpose or reason of this movie. And now the other stuff's yeah. kind of dumb. And now I'm going to watch this movie, Peter, for the first time in probably 30 years. I'm going to be like, will these gel or will they just fragment farther away from each other to the point where I'm like, first of all, first of all, I have a question for you about your question. <laughs> are you sure you're not with the monkey with the monkey? Are you sure you're not thinking of Project X? Oh yeah, I Shit. don't think that there's a monkey in. <laughs> well, now I'm not even invested in watching this movie at all. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You were rolling. Wait, man. wait, wait. Is Matthew Broderick in War Games? Yes. Yes. And Project X. He is. Yes. He's in Project X too. No, not X two. Like the Project sequel. X like, he's and... in... Yes. Whoa! Is Project X also films. about running from the monkey because of War Games? <laughs> no. Why? Or what? Games, what's he... with the monkey from? Yeah, it's it's a nuclear Pardon? thing, right? But that's not what the yeah. Project X is. Yeah, no, Project X is some. There, I don't remember. I apologize. I don't remember the computerized part. I remember they're doing experiments on experiments, monkeys, but... not just experiments. Yeah. Experiments. Wait. <laughs> you said experiments. Yes. It was weird. Isn't that um, how it's pronounced? <laughs> experiments experiments <laughs> okay a boot I'm a boot last night <laughs> all right peter i was gonna do a deep dive into the star wars uh uh box office gross but instead of that i'm just gonna fucking do this okay um i mean i, I want to talk a little more about them and discuss why return of the jedi is where it is and yeah what, what are your uh since we're not gonna get to any more of these movies unless we like do some sort of uh podcast and then what how do you how do you i think we already talked about this and you already tell me empire this one in Star terms Wars. of the yes i think the first you know empires is so entertaining to me and like i said i really love more so than this one like i, I think the that. only thing that's really great about this one is just like super entertaining you think empire is like faster pace more like enter like more going on more action more more entertains yeah, I would say I I like the action. I like the tension in it. It's it's a lot more serious and and I like the cloud city. I like the the snow thing. Like I said before. Um, yeah, I guess I should. I think my number four. Four to me would be would be the uh, Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, five, five would be the one you just said. Uh, Return of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith. All right, then I'd go Rise of Skywalker, which I don't even. I think that's. I think that's. You want Solo and Rogue One in there? Yeah, I want Solo and Rogue One in there. All right. 
And I want you to start over from the beginning. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have solo much above anything that I have listed already. I still Holy enjoyed shit. it. I just liked these other ones more. Uh, Including the ones you don't put... even know the subtitles for. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Okay. Rogue, well, you're a reliable Rogue source. Rogue One would be at the... Jesus. <laughs> Why is it over on the bottom? Because it's a female it. hero. You sexist. No. For the same reasons that thought, Chain Heat's your favorite was... movie. <laughs> I thought it was a dull affair. For yeah, the people people like that one. The, uh... I don't know why. Yeah, the end's really good. Yeah. It... Looks yep. great. Otherwise, I, I don't know. it takes a long time to get there. That's how I've always felt. I'm glad you're with me on that. Um, But a lot of people yeah. think that's like you know the best one or whatever i don't know it's crazy uh, is it a phantom menace attack of the clones attack of the clones yeah and... attack of clones phantom menace and then the the last jedi which i just could not stand that movie right it okay. was uh yeah i i i get the uh the discourse over some people think it's brilliant some people hate it i'm in the hate it department okay so we started this about 20 minutes ago but uh next week <laughs> it is the seminal classic, at least War in my games. household. <laughs> no, the man with the and the man, and then some the other movie that might have a monkey in it or not, because we can't keep it straight from some other very similar movie starring the same guy. But, but I'm not going in with my knives out or anything. <laughs> Project X. <laughs> no, it's War Games. Also known as War Games. Yeah. Oh, luckily they have these burgers right here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, Peter, it's been been a gas. It's been real. It's been some. Yeah. <laughs> Those burgers look delicious, man. Yeah. At least the kids didn't get them. Yeah, All right, exactly. listeners, uh, rate, like, review. Um, rent a small prop plane with a banner behind it. That says, everybody, listen to the big 4-0 with Ron and Peter. Seems I agree. Up. All right. <laughs> <laughs>